from recruiting and consulting firm RiderFlex. I'm your host, Steve Urban, and here is your RiderFlex podcast episode of the day. Mark Samuel on the RiderFlex podcast. What's up, Mark? How you doing? How you doing? Nice uh, being on here. Thanks for having me. You know, I don't get a lot of guests on that also have their own show, so this is cool because you're also a podcast host yourself, so now you get to answer a few questions, right? After interviewing yeah. people all yeah. the time. I don't know what it is that I have. I have something, but I don't know if it's called a podcast, Zoomcast, uh, episodes about CPG. I have no idea. Well, it's called, what is it? Let's Eat, right? Yeah. Let's Eat. Yeah, very good. I've seen a few uh, episodes. You do a great job on it. But before we get into that, Mark Samuel, the person, how about some early life stuff, family stuff, where he grew up, or you know, things like that. Give us a nice personal overview. Go for it. Sure. I uh, grew up in the Bay Area of California. Uh, it's actually, I live in the same town that I grew up in. Um, ah. Yeah, only left for a little bit, little stints here and there. But, um, you know, had a uh, had pretty, pretty normal uh, upbringing. My, uh, the only, my father passed away when I was young. So it threw, threw me a, a few curveballs. Um, and I made some, some, some decisions that I probably shouldn't have uh, growing up. Um, but it's kind of brought me onto a path and, and, and that's a little bit unique and has provided me some, some different skill sets or different motivations, I think, um, than most. Uh, I have two young kids, uh, Gianna and Mason, four and seven. Um, and, you know, I, I kind of live just a, a normal little life, lift, lift, lift weights and, and exercise a, a whole hell of a lot in the garage. Um, play around with the kids uh, a lot, and then I work, and that's basically it. How old were you when your father passed? You know, he had a brain tumor uh, that we discovered when we were when I was about nine, mm. uh, and then he um, was sick for a few years uh, and then passed away. Oh, man, that's tough. Yeah, that's a tough early age. Um, your mom's still in the Bay Area, still okay? Mom is still in the Bay Area. Um, she's kind of just been that that person that's there, uh, as as most who would understand. Uh, that's a single uh, single parent uh, life as a kid. I have two older sisters, um, and just kind of raising a hellraiser. So it, it's uh, you know I, I was very blessed to have somebody in my corner. It's, again, I think it's it's provided me some some sort of. Um, direction uh and sort of guardrails as far as how i'm moving moving forward now uh any you know are we talking are we talking in trouble like some jail time early on are we talking like what are we talking no here? no 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 comment no no specific comment but uh <laughs> yeah i found i found myself i found myself in juvenile hall a few times um just to, just to, you know i've always been i've always been the same person right just made um um just made bad decisions uh, and as a, as a youngster and just like to, you know, get physical and stuff like that, you know, I just, there was a lot of, you know, now I have this energy and it's different on how I can direct it. And I also found sort of my purpose as I became an adult, but, um, early on, I, I, it's, you don't, you don't leave that person. You know, some people are like, Oh, I've grown into, I don't believe all that. You're still the same person. The difference is you found something that's bigger than you, which I believe I have. Um, and you become an adult, you become mature. So I, I just had a lot of energy uh, and it was misdirected a few times um, and for some specific ages uh, as a youngster. Okay. Okay. No, no school. Didn't go to college. 
Uh, I did. Um, I went to City College in San Francisco for a little bit. Uh, and then I went down to uh, San Luis Obispo, hung out there with a couple buddies. Uh, and then I finished off at San Francisco State uh, and got a uh, and got a degree there. Okay, very good. Did you get married early? Did you have kids early in life? You, you, you know, I mean, you know, I did. I, I did. That's a, that's a whole other uh, subject too. Um, unfortunately, uh, there was some stuff going on. You know, again, um, with uh, my ex-wife, and um, and so that's a unique situation as well because I have the kids uh, full time, and that's its own. It's, it's its own story, but again, for for another podcast. Okay, very good. You uh, so so you're a business owner, CEO, founder, and full-time dad of two, uh, uh, not toddlers, but two little kids. Yeah, people um, don't, when they do come to discover that, because I don't talk a lot about that part, they, they notice that I'm, I, I do a lot of stuff um, and talk of my kids a lot, but they don't, I don't think they realize, um, you know, what I'm actually dealing with. Uh, it, it is a, uh, it's a tough situation for sure. Yeah, oh, no, being, a, being a single parent, it's very hard. And yeah. I think from what I can tell by your LinkedIn profile, correct me if I'm wrong, but they're, in, they're involved in a lot of activities and you're involved in some of those with them, either with coaching or volunteering. Is that accurate? Uh, I am, yeah. I'm big, big into uh, getting involved with all, all the uh, extracurricular activities. So sports, big on sports, because that's what I grew up on. Uh, and, and, you know, again, looking back, a lot of that had saved me uh, in, in multiple ways as far as the discipline and, um, and really staying out of... The, even more trouble that I could have been involved with. So uh, definitely starting that, starting that early and, and, and getting it done that way. Samuel, when did you get into the health stuff, lifting weights and all that and being athletic? Was that, did you always have that or was that later in life? You know what? I was always into sports. Uh, and uh, after my first year at City College in San Francisco, I played soccer there. Um, I realized I wasn't going to do anything with that. Um, and I wasn't tall enough and I wasn't fast enough and I wasn't strong enough to do any other things. So uh, I found myself in the weight room um, and I've written about that too. I found myself in this, in the city college weight room. I had been in the weight room before at my local YMCA as a kid, you know, a couple of buddies and I would, would hang out there uh, and then start kind of tossing around the weights a little bit think, you know, watching the big guys uh, move around the weight. So um, by that time, it was 19 years old. And that was my first real commitment to the lifestyle. And I have been doing it for 21 straight years since. Uh, you look like you're in great shape right now. Matter of fact, <laughs> I'm assuming I, I jokingly say I'll take off a shirt uh, any any season of the year. <laughs> Very good. Okay. What about the entrepreneurial bug? Because you basically, correct me if I'm wrong here, you've basically been doing entrepreneurial stuff since, since you started your, your professional life. So talk to me about that. Where did that bug come from? How did you go down that path? That was early too. So I, um, again, it's very cliche and I don't like, I, I kind of like, anyway, you know, uh, I knew that I would be doing my own thing as far as work. Um, uh, in my later, you know, in my, in my adult years. Um, and that started early. And that's because in middle school, I was selling things. High school, I was, I was doing certain things. I started buying and selling cars, um, you know, by the time I was 15 years old. And actually, that's how I, a majority of my income was generated that way, even through, through school. Um, mm -hmm. So uh, when I got out of uh, school and started sort of my career, um, I found myself ha having my own business, um, 
you know, within a year, uh, within a year of that, and that's what I've been doing ever since. Was some of that early entrepreneurial stuff because your mom was a single mom or your mom, when your dad passed, your mom was single and you needed it to supply yourself with fun money or, or what? I don't, I don't think so. Um, as much as that sounds like a really great story, you know, people like to put together the stories and all, I don't, I'm not really into all that. Um, <laughs> it's just something that you're cut with. I will say there are experience experiences within someone's life that may push, push them to do certain things or act a certain way or be a certain way. Um, so I, I, don't, I can't say if that was what it is. I just know that I've always been into uh, the concept of buying and selling something. Um, mm -hmm. And that started very young and I had a knack for it. So, you know, I just, that's, that's what I continue to do. You've never really had a boss, have you? Uh, you know, the few bosses that I had, it wasn't for a long period of time. <laughs> And, and, and it wasn't, you know, it's not one of those, again, crazy stories like I'm not, but I just, I just knew that I was not made to, to work for somebody else. Um, mm -hmm. And it wasn't because I couldn't, or it just didn't feel right. And I wasn't in a comfortable position. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Well, walk us, walk us through some of the, uh, you don't have to go through all of them. Maybe, maybe just give us a little bit of an overview of a few companies you started and and sold or you started and closed up before you get into I1? Sure. Um, I, in early 20s, 20, I guess I was 23, I was in real estate finance. So a buddy, a buddy of mine and I um, started a, a company in San Francisco. And, you know, after a couple of years, we had a few different offices, one in LA, and we were young. And so, uh, and, and like to have fun and all of our buddies, you know, worked with us and, um, and it was a very, successful service related business. Uh, so if anybody's, you know, been involved with that, um, you know, we just had a lot of fun. Um, and, uh, and it, from there, I went and did it, did one by myself um, after that. And then um, I've invented a few things since then, but the main stuff um, really was in the last, let's say 10 years, I've been involved in health and wellness space, which is really my, my clear cut passion and where I want to be purpose wise. Um, and so I started a couple bag manufacturing companies specific to sports and health. Um, and then um, I have found myself at I1 uh, in 2016. So Fitmark, so Fitmark, did you, was that a successful exit where you sold it, made a lot of money and used that to, to start I1 or what, what's the I what's wish, the I wish, I wish. <laughs> no, uh, we had peaked. There wasn't, there wasn't uh, money to be made uh, as far as the, the way that that transacted. Um, we were able to sort of move out of that business by selling off the assets. And then I was able to focus on I1. It was one of those um, tipping points of, I was still involved with Fitmark. I felt like the business had peaked or, if it hadn't peaked, we would have needed to invest a ton of money. And I just, it wasn't my clear cut passion. So moving into the food space and where I really wanted to be and really where I wanted to sort of like set my, my footings for a long period, um, I knew I needed to be focused on one and, and I chose I won. Okay. So let's talk about it then. Did you, so you thought you had kind of a thought you, you, you said, I want to be in health. I want to be in food. And then, then what you were like, man, there's no, there's no good snack health companies or how did you get into this specific uh, area of, of health and food? Go ahead. I saw a void in the savory protein snack category. I didn't okay. know it would look like the way I want is now. Um, I also knew I wanted it to be plant-based because I was eating a lot more plant foods then 
Um, and so I kind of connected that, you know, connected those two and did a little bit of research and said, okay, we'll go into a, a chip to start that'll be higher in protein. And that's kind of how we started the, uh, you know, started the journey. Now, is this when you say we is it was it just you? Did you have some co founders to get this thing started? It was me, but I always, we is my common term. I mean, it's a team, right? So the people that were, um, were going to be coming on board with, with me or is, is we, um, that's another key thing. I, I, I'm not a, uh, more, more of us need to say we, uh, but that's just my own personal thing. Um, it is so that, yes, uh, I had some people that came on board with us from the beginning and we've been riding, riding since. Were you making stuff in your kitchen, trying stuff out, testing stuff? Did you use like a, did, did you outsource that? Did you say, hey, I have an idea and here's the ingredients or how'd you do it? Yeah, you can't really do st- uh, stuff like a chip, which is for, you need a fryer in, in that particular case. And then what we do now, because we've moved from the chips going into extruded products, which we have now, um, you can't really do that in the kitchen. So I found a co-packer. I was able to sort of convince them that we had some, you know, something big on our hands and I was able to get them to do some R&D for us. Um, which is kind of like one of those magical points that, you know, I talk about often too, about, you know, you're always selling, right? You're selling, you're selling, you're selling something to somebody. And in that particular case, if you want to get a product like that off the ground, you need to walk into a co-packer and see if you can convince them to sort of do some R&D for you um, and make a go at it. Did you make, did you strike some sort of a deal where they got some early equity into the company? If they would, if they would, no, no, no. (laughs) Okay. All right. Very good. But you talked them into basically producing some things and doing some R and D before you could pay them. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, there's a lot of that. I mean, and and again, it's not like the secret sauce, but here's some secret sauce. You can get, you know, R and D fees waived and you could do a whole lot of things. um, So long you have a, you know, a story and you're, you know, you're able to convince somebody because at the end game is if you're talking to a co-packer or manufacturer, you know, they want your business. Um, and they're going to get 150 calls that sound like you, or they don't sound like you. Pick that one up. Uh, and, and that's that. So um, do the latter if you can and, and see if you can, you know, move the needle faster than, faster than anybody else for far less than anybody else. Did you bootstrap it yourself or did you raise some early cash? And what, and what cash have you raised up to this point? We probably put about a million and a half in it. Um, it's... Um, it's people that I know. So I consider family and friends thus far early part was, you know, you're starting with a hundred thousand, 200,000, 300 and whatever that may be. Um, it's not an inexpensive business. Um, mm-hmm. I, I do often again, talk about the two sides of the business. As far as CPG, you can start with a very small amount and go into your kitchen. If it's a, if it's a kitchen type product, make some of it, go down to a local farmer's market and do a little cash transaction. You know, I call it hand to hand combat. Um, and build your business that way. I think it's totally doable. Um, I, I'm, I'm just not at that pace. I wouldn't be able to build at that pace. Uh, I need to know if this thing's going to fly and I needed to go, you know, go at sort of warp speed. With that said, the latter piece, um, you can lose your, you know, you can lose your, your butt a little bit. And, and we did. I, I've been lucky that um, through some of the, what I consider some of the investment loss early as far as Mark having to learn sort of what CPG looks like as far as food and beverage distribution, you know, margin requirements and the like, um, you know, you're going to have to, you know, the money could have been, money could have been saved if I, if I knew a little bit more early, but we're here now and, and it is what it is. So, um, 
so you know we're just on to the next next position right now it's probably a good time for the listeners why don't you give us the i1 three minute elevator pitch as the company stands today tell us about it go for it for people that have no sure. idea what we're talking about sure yeah. Uh, we make, uh, I want organics is I'm winning on nutrition. We make plant-based, uh, snacks, all organic, non-GMO verified. Uh, our current products are a, an extruded puff and an extruded stick similar to, to a, uh, a Cheeto, but they're high in protein and fiber, uh, because they're made with legumes like peas, beans, and rice. Mm. Um, they're all mixed with really, really intense, bold flavor infused flavors that, you know, are sort of what we're known for. And so we've got a really great opportunity as far as being a better for you snack company. Um, our current sort of situation being in the salty snack category is where we're at right now, but we do have another product that we're going to be launching in uh, March that will take us to the, uh, another area of the grocery store. Oh, really? Okay. Very good. So, so this is a nice replacement instead of grabbing a, a bag of Doritos, <laughs> right? Uh, this is a help. This is a healthier option. Is that is, that's the best way to describe it? Yeah, I mean it's you know healthy. I guess is is subjective uh, in today's world because you've got diets that that preach themselves as as healthy. So you don't want to get me started on that. Um, we, ju- <laughs> we just talk. We just talk about real foods. I'm I'm a big believer in balanced nutrition. That means in meals and snacks, 85% of the time you're eating you know whole foods or snacks made up of ingredients, you know, again, hopefully a majority of them could be organic, but even if they're not, um, that are made up of proteins, fats, and carbohydrates. Um, I'm a believer in that principle for long-term healthy success uh, when it comes to eating. It's how you achieve a healthy relationship with food instead of opting towards these things that come at you as far as marketing does uh, when it called diets and, and the like as far as correcting behaviors that you had before. Mm-hmm. Very good. Where can the uh, consumer buy your product? Amazon, uh, Safeway, Kro- Kroger? I don't know what you tell me. All over? Correct. All, all the above. We're on Amazon, our own website. We're on Thrive. These are all digital market marketplaces, but we are in Safeway. We're in um, NorCal, uh, SoCal of Whole Foods. We're in Kroger out east. We're in all Sprouts. Uh, we're in Brookshire. We're in uh, we're in a bunch of other independents like Air One and Lazy Acres down in Southern California. So we, we've got a good good um, sort of footing right now. We're launching in Walmart, uh, a couple hundred stores in Walmart soon. Um, and so we're, you know, and then lastly, nutrition supplement, we're national at Vitamin Shop. So we're, we're definitely out there. People can find us. Um, and we're, we're, we're really just getting started, though. I mean, we are, we are a, such a small company. So we're, we, we look at the next five to 10 years as being really the platform for building a health and wellness company, um, you know, that we, you know, think is, has, has some real legs to it. Can you give us an idea on size of the company? I don't know how much you want to share employee count or maybe how many uh, units you're selling a year or expect to sell. I don't know, know what you want to share, but some sort of idea of the size of the company. Well, yeah, we, we generate, you know, millions of dollars in revenue and, and we, you know, we grow year over year. Um, as far as count, um, we're actually bringing on our seventh uh, team member uh, this week, which is really fun for us. Um, I like to keep it lean. I'm a big uh, believer in, in that uh, model as far as not only building, but operating the business, um, especially when you can play everybody at their proper uh, position. So when we go out into the field, you know, as, as I like to say, you know, we're playing offense and defense, everybody's playing their position and the thing that they're just amazing at. So I get to kind of just 
do what I do and, um, and just be blessed to be around really great, amazing, amazing people. Mm. Who, who was your first big account? When was that first giant account? You got to, you, you signed them and you're driving home thinking, wow, we just hit a, we just, this is a major turning point for us. Who, who was that? You know, we were really lucky. We had a vitamin shop launch us in all 800 stores right when we launched. And that was actually our original product, which was a chip, which was not very good. Um, and again, something I talk openly about. Again, just not really understanding about, you know, what what are the, you know, what are the requirements as far as a, a product when you're going into food and beverage. And um, and the big takeaway for anybody who, who could listen to this or watch is it has to be amazing. I mean, there is no, there's no shortcutting the actual physical product. It's got to taste amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and anyway, so going back to the original, we are, we are lucky to have a national account like that um, to, to launch us. Are you leery about signing on with Walmart? You know, there's so many stories you hear about CPG companies getting too far in bed with them. And then they're all of a sudden they're 60% of your volume and then they're pushing you around. What, what are your thoughts on all that? We're really lucky there too, because in, in, in the initial sort of inquiry from their side, um, we had said that we're not interested in all stores and, and this has to be sort of like a, you know, a, a walking method here. And that's what we were able to do, um, you know, again, by, by chance. I mean, a lot of this stuff is luck and timing and, and, the, and the rest. So 200 stores for a test, it's perfect for us. We'll see how that goes and then we'll go from there. Okay, very good. Is there a lot of competition in this space? I mean, uh, when you talk about healthy snacks, is your stuff lined up uh, along a thousand other SKUs? And if and if it is, what's the what's the big you know difference maker for you? Why why should I pick up the bag of Iwan versus some other healthy snack? There's so much competition you can't even fathom. <laughs> That's right. Can't even fathom. I wrote about it this morning. I talked about the difference between respect for others and wanting to win. There's there's confusion and or there's this idea that people have or maybe that's which which I'm a believer in because I'm a believer in connectivity, being nice, being kind and doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. That's one set of, of, of sort of just on the moral tip, but don't ever get it twisted that somebody's trying to take your head off. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and, and going back to, to whether or not there's it's a competitive set without a doubt. Uh, and so how do you win? You just got to want to win. And again, I, I, I like to talk about it almost in sport theory is you're going out there every day and you're trying to score touchdowns and you need to score touchdowns over and over and over again. Uh, and, um, and if you don't think like that, um, then I think you're, you are, you are at a disadvantage. Um, and so there's a lot of competition. You got to want to win. As far as our separators, you know, why are we different? We, we, we do. We sort of fill this space that we principally have in our, in our sort of back pocket, which is organic certified. You know, that's already, you're bringing in, okay, that's far less than most. Okay. Okay. Um, and then as far as just better for you nutritionally, because we lead with legumes and we have isolates in there, plant-based isolates, our protein levels are higher than most. So again, now we've shrunk it even more. Then the third, because we've compacted that those two items and delivered on taste, now we have a product that can compete on any level. Oftentimes people say, wow, you have an amazing tasting snack, period. But then they realize, wow, all the bells and whistles. So it kind of does. It puts us in a, in a class you know, that's far, far uh, fewer than most as far as competition. 
Can this replace chips for me? Because chips is a weakness for me. Is this, is it, can it, can it take the place of my grabbing, grabbing some chips before dinner? I'll guarantee it. Okay. I will, I, will, I, when we're done with this show, I will, I will buy your first box for you okay. and you tell me, and I don't, you could, you go give me, go do it. I'd go do it on this show. Yeah. Give me a live taste test review and be honest. Mm, great point. Dead straight mm. honest and tell mm. everybody what you think. That's how and confident I am what the product okay. is. Very good. Very good. Cause that's a weakness for me. And I think it's just out of habit. I think it's out of convenience and I just don't, I don't think about it. I don't think about grabbing something different, although I should, cause now that I'm in my mid fifties, the, the uh, calories in the gut, you know, start to grow a little bit. <laughs> so I, mean, I understand. Uh, I need to need something a little bit healthier. So what's the plan from here, Mark? Are you, are you, have you already done a series a, or are you planning on raising some more cash or is there a, is there a, uh, whiteboarded exit plan, or are you just having fun building it? What talk to me a little bit about next and future? Uh, we planned on doing an A this year, um, as far as the amount of money that we need to raise, because because of the amount, it kind of establishes itself as an A. Um, I have some higher net worth individuals that I, I'd be interested in bringing on to the cap table to accomplish that. My goal is to try to stay out of equity type conversations as far as equity firms, VC firms, mm -hmm. um, nothing against them necessarily, but my vision is different. Um, I want to build something that's long lasting. I want to, I want to, I don't want to have the pressure of, you know, of, of, of certain milestones and, and how to get there and where to get there. I'm, I, we're driving this on, on pure why, mm -hmm. the WHY. And I don't want anybody in the way of that um, as far as uh, when it comes to an ROI, because mm -hmm. that gets messy. Um, and, you know, and so, so the goal is really just to find like-minded individuals, hopefully they're high net worth and they're interested in what it is that we're doing. I'm assuming you're still in charge of the cap table right now then. I'm in charge for as long as they say that I'm in charge. So, um, you know, again, as long as my focus is what it's been, um, I can't see any other reason, right? Because um, the brand, and I, and I don't mind admitting this, right? The brand is me. It, it yeah. is. Um, and so I need to continue to build on that and, and build that purpose-driven focus for the brand. And then it's once we hit certain milestones, you know, you could kind of like, you know, build the, build the team in a way that, that it continues to, to, to sort of grow that thing. But um, there's a lot of time that needs to be put in before that can happen. You are the brand, I think, too. You know, I was wondering when you told me about Vitamin Shop, I mean, at the time you're pitching them, you really have no personal CPG experience, right? I mean, you have founder and entrepreneurial experience and things where you have built businesses, but you were not a CPG guy. So you're in there pitching CPG and by the way, you're also pitching that to the angel people that gave you some money. So you're having these conversations with angels to write you checks. And then you're talking to vitamin shop. Meanwhile, CPG is nowhere on your resume, <laughs> which means, that is correct. you know, which means your passion, your personality, the fact that you were into health and into fitness and into eating, right. All that I think ties together, or at least it would for me, if I was an investor, right. I would be investing in you, the brand to your point. Yeah, I mean, I would say anybody who's putting in money in, into this business right now, I mean, maybe even two times, 3x, 
they're still mm -hmm. putting it in me. And yeah. I, I don't say that like, oh, wow. It's not like that. It's just, we're, we're just talking in facts. Yeah. Yep. You know, I, I want organics, great. Uh, winning on nutrition, great. Uh, the snacks, they taste amazing. But like, you know, this is, people People discount this, I, I believe, because they read headlines. Like, mm -hmm. oh, they raised this or this got acquired. There are thousands of brands like us, mm. thousands. And what separates them? You went back to your original question, like really what fundamentally separates them? Mm. Not a lot. So you better have one thing that is a separator. And, you know, and people who know me, they know me, you know, well enough now and specifically in this space, they know this is like uh, my thing. Like, I don't, I'm not playing around with this. So um, I, I think that without a doubt that you're, you're investing in that. Very good. Well, congratulations on what you've built so far. The company has been in business for what, five years? Uh, we started in the middle of 16. Very good. Congratulations. Real quickly, podcast, just give a quick uh, overview of your podcast. I want to have a, a chance for the listeners to know about that. Tell them what you do there and, and how to find it. Go for it. Sure. It's called Let's Eat with Mark Samuel. I interview other CPG founders, and then I've kind of created little subsets. We do in a sales series. We're about to do a marketing series. Then I do a Monday Mood Live on uh, LinkedIn uh, with my good friend, Adam Brown. Um, and then I do a To Win series. It's just uh, two minutes, little punchy stuff that I've been throwing out there. As a fellow podcaster, I know how much time it takes. And so I can relate. And I'm already thinking about you. You're running this company. It's doing millions of dollars. You got employees. You're a single dad. You're trying to work out. You're trying to do the podcast. You don't have a lot of, you don't have a lot of free time where you're just sitting on your phone, glancing at Facebook. I don't think. <laughs> um, I, you know, if I do, it's probably like right at that, like, you know, 30 minutes before bed um, where I kind of like decompress. I think every parent knows that, like where you finally, like you put the kid to get bed and then you sit on the couch and then you think you're going to watch some TV or something, but really you're like scrolling for 30 minutes. That's probably me. <laughs> Very good. Real, yeah, hey, how yes, about your, how about your book real fast too? You want to tell people how to find your book in case they want to look into that. I think it's called small wins, big victories, small wins, big victories. Yep. And they can find um, it on Am Amazon or fun. Yeah. Uh, no, it's no, it's uh, they can email me. Um, there's a, there's a downloadable link. Um, I just put together an e I had put together an ebook. It was a long time coming. Uh, I was super blessed again to find somebody, uh, you know, who's going to help write it, uh, who I found on LinkedIn too. Um, and she was totally like into what it is that we were going to do. So we did the project and finished it so they can, I think they could probably look it up, but either way they can find me on LinkedIn. I'll, I'll send them the, um, send them the link. Okay. Very good. A couple more questions here as we get towards wrap up. You probably, you, you, I know you talk to a lot of entrepreneurs and you probably talk to a lot of aspiring entrepreneurs, people who are thinking about starting something or want to start something or they have an idea. Let's speak to those people just for a second. What advice would you give? And I know we could do like a three hour podcast on it, but two or three things you want to tell the aspiring entrepreneurs listening to this particular episode. Oh, I'm kind of big on the patience thing. Um, patience and and this is coming from somebody who has none no patience uh and 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 i i say that kind of like jokingly now i'd say the last few years another thing you learn from being a parent a huge asset that you have taken into business is, is patience um i never had it sometimes i struggle with it even today but um if you are patient and can stay the course 
that is the most valuable asset that you can take into, into operating a business. Mm, and that comes from getting it off the ground or proof of concept or raising cash, whatever, just hang in there. Keep, keep, keep pushing forward and be patient. Sure. Okay. All right. Very good. Two, two more questions as we wrap up here. If you could call your 16 year old self, the reason I use 16 is because I'm thinking that's right about the time you started getting into some possible trouble. <laughs> if you could call that 16 year old young man right now, knowing what you know, what would you tell him? Run. <laughs> Run as fast as you can. Um, you know what? I wouldn't tell him a thing. That's another one. It's one of these. I wouldn't tell him a thing. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta live life to learn life. You've got to live life to learn life. And that's why for me, being just, just being real about it, I look more forward to my 60 year old self than my 41 year old self now. And it's kind of a weird spot. Like that's if God by God's grace gives me the opportunity to even live that long. Right. Mm -hmm. But you got to get, be down. You've got to get, you've got to get run over and you've got to experience things for you to be able to be your best self. Mm -hmm. I'm nowhere near, you know how much I am nowhere near where I'm able, where I'm going to be capable. You know, I, I'm not even, I haven't even scratched the surface. The last five years have been the, the, the most educational for me and I still suck. I still suck every day. You've got to live. You got to live. So in short, going back to it, I wouldn't tell him a damn thing. You strike me as the type of guy that listens really well when you're talking to a 69 year old over a cup of coffee. I'm guessing you want to hear, you want to hear things from them that can help you. I'm, I'm much more interested in hearing someone's life lessons like that than than these youngsters who are coming on here uh you know giving their uh giving their you know giving their position on things i got a lot of respect for those people too we live in a very different world today right mm -hmm. we're getting thought leaders coming for you know 20 year old thought leaders and the like i've got respect because i love people straight yeah. up about that i'm 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 into people feeling good about themselves uh, and, and people being nice to one another. But with all that said, going back to it, yeah, I'd much rather rap with a, with a 75 year old who's been through wars, right. um, than, than, than not. Why aren't we nice to each other, Mark, right now? And, and let me just add, let me, let me follow that up with this question. You seem like a pretty straight shooting guy, right? You don't you don't beat around the bush. I'm guessing people ask you your opinion on touchy subjects and you just answer without hesitation. At least that's kind of my feel from you so far. <laughs> why aren't we why aren't we more nice to each other? And let me do a follow-up question with that. So two-part question. The other part is should founders and CEOs that own companies, should we be on social media commenting on touchy subjects and taking sides and things, whether it's politics or COVID or mask or no mask or whatever, should, should, should we be taking sides and stuff as leaders in companies? I'm curious to your thought on that. Two part question. I'm going to answer like this. We actually are nice to each other. 
there are far, far greater good people out there mm -hmm. domestically or worldwide mm -hmm. than the small amount of jerk offs. I mean, that's just, that's just plain, simple fact. You're right. The, the people who, who are storming the Capitol, those are just, those are just, those are just numb nuts. The, we don't, we don't need to debate whether or not those are good people, bad people and the like, or they're put behind a political, it doesn't matter. They're just bad apples. What we've done and this is just, again, fact, is we've exacerbated it. We have, we have projected it on this thing called news and the media and social networks to overhype it as if they, they represent the masses. They don't represent the masses. They are the smallest, smallest minority. You could count them on your hand. So there's topic one. Yep. The majority of us love one another. True. It's why you can see it in your feeds when somebody posts that they graduated from XY school or they got a degree or their kid went to here or they, 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 they were able to, to, to get through cancer treatments. That's because who, that's who we are. Mm -hmm. So that's item one. Two, I don't care whether or not somebody Hope it, it backs us, you know, a political opinion or some sort of social injustice and the like. Do that. You can be honest. What I would say, this is personal opinion, is the way you go about it, the way you communicate is key. You don't need to pull out your point or push your point by being divisive. I am, I am totally against divisiveness. Mm -hmm. And what people don't realize, those leaders have an unbelievable opportunity with the platform that they have to deliver on some very important messaging without being divisive. Mm -hmm. And so that would be my comment to, to the point number two that you had. Great point. And you know, you're so right. I, I, I also believe people are inherently good. The vast majority of people are inherently good. And it's so obvious if you'll just leave your house and get outside and talk to human beings and get off of social media, you'll be reminded that most people are good and they want to help people and they're friendly. I mean, I could just, we could go on and on about that topic. Um, yeah, most people are inherently good. I rarely do I meet a mean, negative person that hates life out in the world when I'm walking around. I only see that when I'm on social media for the most part. Yeah, great point. Really appreciate you, you sharing that, Mark. Last question. If you had to put your core purpose in life into a sentence, what does that sound like for you? Core purpose. My core purpose in life is to make sure my kids are healthy and happy. Okay. Everything else, everything else, everything else falls under under that. That's my answer. <laughs> I'm guessing they don't eat a lot of junk food at home. I don't know. Do they? <laughs> we have a do we'll have a donut every once in a while. We'll do it just the way everybody else does. People have a misconception about that too, about you know frosted flakes and the like. But that's a whole other subject too. <laughs> Healthy and happy. Healthy and happy. That's it. 
for all of the listeners, by the way, it's iwantorganics.com. You can also look up Mark Samuel on LinkedIn, connect with him there, send him a note. He'll uh, tap you into his book and check out his podcast as well. Uh, Let's Eat. It's on YouTube, and I'm guessing it's everywhere else, anywhere podcasts can be heard. Yeah, we we'll probably transfer the audio over, yeah. Yeah, probably so. Okay. Mark, thank you so much for being on the Rider Flex podcast. I really appreciate it. If you think today's tip or guest interview can help someone you know, please share this with them. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to our channel and hit the like button. The RiderFlex podcast features entrepreneurs, business executives, and the stories behind how they got there, as well as daily tips on career advice and job interviewing. You can visit RiderFlex.com to learn more about us and get information and pricing on the recruiting and consulting services we provide. Thanks so much for listening and have a great day.